the season finale of Always Open. This is season three. We made it. We Another it. season done. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be playing a little game of Cupidity, uh, where we take questions from OkCupid. Okay we're going to be doing a follow-up uh, from a, a user who has uh, some, I guess, follow-up from one of the advices we gave on one of the shows. Uh, and then we're going to be doing a Ask Us Anything about what makes us feel the most confident about ourselves. And a question from our nearly arrived box of issues. Beautiful. It's like an actual mailbox. It's adorable. <laughs> uh, on today's show, you got me, Barbara Dunkelman, along with... Hi, I'm Lawrence from Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Maggie from Rooster Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mariel from my mother's vagina. It's oh, wow. <laughs> I came out of there once. Did you? I was a yeah. C-section. Were you really? Mm -hmm. I don't... I think my mom had me naturally. I don't know what this... If I ever <laughs> had a baby, it would be C-section. Really? Fuck that shit. Really? I'm never gonna have a kid, probably. You get red spine drugs. What does that mean? Like an epidural? Oh! So they just numb yeah. the entire lower half of your body and you don't even know where you I are? I mean, you still have the vaginal tearing between, like, the anus yeah, and the vagina. Pop, which, like, oh. isn't necessarily gonna be a huge amount, but, you know, some people tear more than others. So, uh, it's just like, I don't wanna... Uh, I don't want anything coming out of that area. <laughs> Things could barely go How in that area. I know! <laughs> How big's the scar? Yeah. I have, like I have never whatever, been up in Lawrence? business to look. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up. Um, <laughs> because two days ago, as an adult 33-year-old man, I, I looked directly into my butthole for the first time. Oh. And I, it occurred to me that most adults never see that area of their own body. So if you were to scar there, yeah. odds are you would I have, I have two questions. Okay. One. It was a rash. What, what, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, what was your method? Oh, so I tried several, several different uh, kinds, and it took me a while to settle on a good technique. So... I tried the little like Morton Salt Girl over the shoulder <laughs> with like a, a cell phone light. Okay, okay. <laughs> Didn't work very well. And then, so on my on my closet, there's like a floor to ceiling mirror. Yep. So you go see. So it? I just bent over yep. and like looked between my oh, legs. Oh, you bent over. I would have. The bend over is great. You would have popped your legs up. Well, because that's how I'll, you like, look at your vagina. Yeah. Like, because I tried doing that once and it freaked me the fuck out. Oh, I've I do it every it day. Again. Really? You look at her. I look at <laughs> my orifices all the time because I want to make sure everything's in check. Mm. Self check, very important. Yeah. So I'm surprised it Stand took over you. a mirror? I, yeah. I've never had a ca cause to. Oh, okay. But you have a rash? I do. Okay. It's on, I'm, I'm on the tail end of it. <laughs> Thank God. Yep, the tail intended. end? It's <laughs> <laughs> drying out. Okay. Well, I'm happy we finally got you here. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. I, we've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. Well, thank you. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. As, as someone who, maybe in a typical Dooley way, but also in a, a very stereotypical way, I have, the, I have this sort of complex where I assume that if I think something, it's automatically right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very good to listen to this show because people will discuss issues and I'll flash judge them. And then I'll think, well, they're all wrong. And then I'll have to train myself to be like, well, actually, wait, no, this is a subjective issue. Everyone's right in their own way. I need to actually incorporate these things because people mm -hmm. aren't lying when they ta say how they feel. It's true. So. Also, what I'm hearing is we're going to get into a lot of arguments with you on this show. <laughs> I was going to warn you, yeah. <laughs> if I start doing that, please let me know. No, that's good. No, we, that's oh, fun. no, I will. We, have, we, we like conflict. Yeah. I will argue with you so hard. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I think it's, we also get into the habit of, like, sucking each other's dicks too much yeah. on yeah. the show. Where we're like, oh, you're so right. Yeah, so it's nice to have a different opinion every now and then. Okay. Well, but I, your lip stuff is good for sucking dick. Yeah, so yeah. Right before the show, as Texas was doing my, my, lip, my lipstick uh, gloss, I guess, um, this is, like, really sticky stuff. And he's putting it on me, and I'm like, damn, this lipstick's insane. And he's like, uh, I've like tweeted it, but he's like, yeah, you could suck a dick and it won't come, it won't move. <laughs> just like, duly noted. <laughs> so wearing armor. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's do our shot. Yes. Our last shot out of season three. 
This is the buttery finger, and this was submitted by Becky Luna, Miles' mom. Uh, moms. I love moms. <laughs> I love that she watches the show, yeah. even when Miles is not on it. Yeah. So hi. I love it, but I also am like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry when I see what RTX that you yeah. know all my shame. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you do, do and not my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't watch it. Exactly. All the moms talk. Oh god, I There's hope There's like not. an R2 mom society. Yeah. I, god, I hope not. It's a PCA. Um, <laughs> so this is called the Buttery Finger, and it has Bailey's Kahlua and Butterscotch Schnapps and Vodka. Ooh. Damn, Becky. Okay, Becky. Okay. Okay, Becky. Sounds That's every tasty. college party all in one drink. Exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Shout out to you, Becky. This is a big one. Ooh, that was a big one. Smooth. I drink mine. I can't ever. I was like, I have yeah. to drink that. That's like yeah. three shots in one. <laughs> is, it, is it actually a bigger shot? Is it, uh, is it just taller, more? right? It's just taller, right? What? Is this I think like it's two ounces shot? versus. Yeah. Yeah, it is like a bigger a shot? shot? Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. Texas, we got to get you on here. I want to I wanna show off your little outfit. Oh, come it's here, Texas. Beautiful. If, it's if you're okay outfit. with it. I'm totally okay. Give okay. us a little <laughs> prance. <laughs> Texas yeah. thought he would uh, dress up for the season finale. He did. I thought I would, I would dress up. And rep. Boom, baby. Yes. Marvelous. Ruby tights on. A little ruby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got the ruby tights on. So, yeah. I, they're, they're, We're going to have to put a warning on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. So, yeah. We have some dance belts they're, they're flying very, around. Yeah, they're, they're very comfortable. So, yeah. You look great. Thank you. You've been working very hard. I'm very proud of you. I'm, I've been trying very hard. So, thank you. I'm glad you're glad you're. Noticing. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go back out there. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll see you soon. For yes, some you drinks. will. I'll take these actually. Oh, thank oh, you. Texas. This has been a dream of mine. You're gonna yeah. fuck me up today, Texas. <laughs> I sure hope so. God, <laughs> that is my goal. You started with a hurricane. That's a. That's a pretty. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. And it's like. In the Rock, I think yeah. last like time hurricane. Adam was on the show. Is that song about drinking? Rock me like oh, a hurricane. It can be sure. Or is it sex? A hurricane. I don't know. I yeah. think it's just generic. Here Rock, I am. Yeah. White snake. Rock you like a hurricane. I don't. I don't know. They had the girl on the car. And I'm kind of glad stuff. I don't know right. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you just described every 80s rock show, yeah. though. Ah, the Whip girl in her hand. Yeah. 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 Wasn't she it, was like writhing was sexually, I think. Yeah. Was yeah. It, wasn't it like Carl's Jr. did like a, yeah. a commercial? Oh. Wasn't it Kate Upton or something? Yeah. Like, they still know, show like, that. Like, like, I saw it a few her, months ago. Turkey Does anyone eat at Carl's Jr.? I've never eaten there. I mean, that commercial kind of made me want to. Really? It worked. I was just like, that burger looks good, and that supermodel's eating it, so I must be able to eat it and yeah. not gain any weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's how it works. All right, well, let's start off with cupidity. Um, for those of you who don't know, on uh, on this game, we take questions from OK Cupid, and we ask our fellow contestants, aka guests, these questions in a little bit of a lightning round and see what their true feelings are because they have no time to think about their answers. <laughs> Lawrence, would you like to go first? Sure. Well, you're gonna. Slammy. All right, we ready with our timer? All right. Judge me. And go. Which makes better for a relationship, passion or dedication? Passion. Imagine you are walking down the street at night and hear a cry for help. What do you do? Investigate it. Good answer. Uh, historically, have you gone through periods of forgetting about your friends as you have become involved in romantic relationships? No. For the right person, how long do you think that you could sustain a long-distance relationship? Oh, um, the right person, forever. Forever, yeah. 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 I right mean, person. I'm also a robot, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, it, maybe it's just a dude thing, but I do kind of have the ability to separate physicality from emotions. Mm -hmm. So I can get those emotions, and, and there are things I'm sure that would wear on me, like not being able to just sit next to someone on a couch and watch television. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. There's a creature comfort there, but I can probably just 
rub one out and section that part of my brain <laughs> off apart from feeling dedicated and emotionally connected to a person. Being in a long distance relationship though forever, like that's not only emotionally taxing but financially taxing. Yeah. And that's true. You gotta like, fly back and forth? Depending yeah. on where they are at least. Like if yeah. they're within the states, it's a little easier, but if they're cross country or something like that. I think it'd have to be the sort of thing where I'm with someone in person for four or five years yeah. and then I kind of imprint on them and then wherever <laughs> they go. We, I also, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's just laziness or if I tend to just dedicate emotionally completely when I do, mm -hmm. but once I'm dedicated to somebody, the part of my mind that considers other people just dies. It withers away. Same thing happens to me. Really? Like if I'm like so head over heels in love with someone and I'm like dedicated to them, I don't even notice other attractive people. But how long does that last? Like in, uh, in relationships I've been in the whole time. The whole time. Until they've broke, until they've ended. I mean, I recognize other attractive people, but I, I guess don't it's have more any... like knowing to act on it. Yeah, yeah. it's like I have n nothing compelling me to deviate or. Anything. Well, you know. Plus, I'm afraid of diseases. <laughs> That's a big one. That'll that'll help you keep away from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't I don't know. Like for the right person, maybe like a couple of years, but yeah. I, I think there needs to be for me at least an, an end goal. Yeah, of like an end insight. Eventually, gonna live together because I don't want to be dating someone forever who lives not with me. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, where's, where's Rob, Barba? You know, he's still in Canada. Yeah, I'm like 85 Canada. years old. I'm like, I'm gonna go fly to California to visit my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think uh, maybe not. Not for me. Makes those yeah. weekends really explosive, though. Ooh. I mean, you... I, Absence true. makes a heart grow fonder. Exactly. It's true. I'm not arguing it's a good thing, but at least you'll never get to that point in a relationship where you just kind of get so comfortable with each other that you stop trying. Yeah. So if you have two days to, like, just fuck as much as you can, you're gonna, like, it's gonna be an ordeal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you'll go home sore, and sweaty, <laughs> and malnourished. And I feel like I would prefer that, because I don't have a huge sex drive when I'm working. Like, when I get super stressed with work and stuff, it's yeah. like, sex is not something I want at all. But then if so it's a long it's like, distance relationship. Yeah, and we just have, like, these, okay, I know sex is happening here. It's gonna happen. I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. And then... And then... <laughs> the worst part for me, like, I've been in long-term, or long-distance relationships before. The worst part is always uh, when you're planning to go see someone, and then you get your period. That weekend, and it's just like, man, shit. Well, <laughs> the right, the right. Sure, yeah. Yeah. they earn their red wings. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but it's still. I think it's more of like for me. I don't yeah. feel as sexy and calm. Yeah. Oh, I don't enjoy period. sex as much when I'm on my. I don't know if like I just don't, like I'm just nervous. like my nerves aren't as like responsive or something, or like if it's too lubricated. Oh, like or physically, like, don't. Yeah, it's it. like I don't get as much enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Well, You're hey. too wet. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's a, it's let's, a goddamn let's style is back. It's a hot dog. Someone, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a guy told me this one time. He's like, a girl being too wet is like a guy being too hard. It no. doesn't exist. And I'm like, mm, you could be too wet to the point where you like slip and slide yeah. in yeah. all over the place. If you over apply lube, it just you barely feel anything. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's like it's just a it's just like having sex with a garbage bag or something. <laughs> It's too Garbage. loose and like there's like a poke here and there and you're like, oh, oh no, it's gone. So yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, I don't use lube. Some ladies don't. Yeah, have I to. don't either. It's like I'm a, I'm afraid of that day. When you need lube. Yeah. yeah. I won't know what to do. So well, let me know when it happens and I'll buy it for you. Yeah. Ooh. yeah she will. She really will. <laughs> that does make it a little awkward. Not gonna lie. So you you apply and then you got lubey palms. Yeah. And if you go for like a, a tender stroke, you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You try to pick her up and it's just <laughs> yeah. You get her halfway up and the bam on the floor. All right, Maggie, you ready? I guess. All right, uh, let's see where we're at. Okay, cool. Got our timer and go. Would you be willing to dress up as a member of the opposite sex if it would turn your partner on? Yes. Would you ever seriously date someone half your age? Yeah, uh, no. 
If, if you and your <laughs> you did the math, just, if you and your partner lived alone together, how much time would you spend naked while in your home? Uh, probably the same amount I do now, barely any. <laughs> uh, let's say you ask your partner a question and know with certainty that their answer is a lie. What do you do about it? Uh, confront them about it, because be honest. It's a good answer. I feel like you would be a nudie. I feel like yeah. I thought I, I thought, I thought I mean, you were gonna say all the time. I yeah. just I don't like not having underwear on. There's something about my that. vagina being open that makes me feel vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I agree entirely. Vulnerable. I feel vaginas. a little strapped up. Yeah. No, like ready like to go if I need to. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> It's like a black wind, hole. <laughs> wind blowing over yeah. an open bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus I have animals, and it's like, they're going to sniff up anything. And it's like, if I don't have that covered, then like, Nico's nose is like going to get in there. Oh, I'm not he's into tall, that. too. Yeah. yeah. See, I, uh, I like yeah. wearing just a t-shirt. I don't like wearing underwear. You don't wear underwear in your, like, your daily life? I just, no. I don't know, man. I just Literally, I get home and all the, the pantaloons are off. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, underwear, pants, everything. Hmm. Have you considered different fits of underwear? Maybe you can find something that's comfortable. I just like letting, I, I like letting her breathe. <laughs> and yes, it's a her. Princess Peach, right? Princess Peach. I never forget. I, keep, yeah. I hold her in my heart forever. Oh, do you? <laughs> so well, I hold her name? every night. No, that's we cuddle before bed. My heart. Man, that last question was gold, though. Like when you know someone's lying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been in that circumstance. That's tough. That's I, tough. I'm terrible at confronting people. Mm. I have trouble with that. And I've been in situations where I know someone's lying, and I don't know how to react to it. Why are you bad at confrontation? Because I'm worried about what's going to happen if it blows up. Okay. And I, I like keeping everyone happy, yeah. including myself and the other person I'm dealing with, even if they've done something wrong. Where yeah. I'm like, if this goes wrong, is this all going to end? Because I had to confront them about this thing. Right. I've just been in enough shitty relationships at this point where like people did lie enough that like I've found I have the confidence to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, no, you're going to talk to me about this, and we're going to talk about it. Like, honestly. So. Yeah, I feel that. Well, I've got a... So, sometimes it's not that... It's, it's not as like there's not something that's like a direct lie. There's like a partial lie. So here's here's a devil's circumstance that I actually went through. So I had an, I had an ex uh, that after a while through the relationship, we'd, we'd be like in a room together and she'd just be on her laptop the whole time, like doing stuff, typing. I could hear it happening. And this happened like three or four days in a row. And I was like, hey, what, what are you doing? It sounds like you're working on something. She said, oh, nothing. Just like going around the internet. I'm like, that doesn't makes sense, but I'll let it slide because mm -hmm. I trust you. And then for the next couple of weeks, I was like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, just internet. Um, after long enough, she was actually like taking online classes, mm. which was kind of odd that she didn't tell me. But it's weird to be in that situation where you know somebody's not being entirely truthful, but they're also not directly lying. And if you confronted them about it, they can just, I guess it's almost like a gaslighting situation where like, you're just overreacting. I'm like, well, I know something's going on. So, I, get that. I don't know what you do in that well, situation. That's also especially, weird. it's not something of malice either. Yeah. Like, you know, that's so also, like, especially if you're dating weird. this person and they're not telling you something as big as, like, taking online classes is a pretty big deal. It's mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't you want to share that with someone you're with? Uh, well, this person had a bit of uh, anxiety about it. They didn't want people um, to know because they didn't want other people to, like, ask them about it. And if they failed out of the class, they didn't have to explain that or feel mm -hmm. like a failure. I get that. I mean, so, I feel like she had her own thing. their problem. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Um, cause like, I'm the type where it's like, if I know you're lying to me and you're not being clean, like I did this with one of my exes, like he was texting his ex and I was like, okay, I know you're texting her, but I know you're texting her inappropriately and you won't own up to it. Uh. And so like, I went into his phone. It's like, I don't care. We're together for years now. Like I should, you, you can look at my first. stuff. Yeah. I can look at your stuff. Like that's how I yeah, feel. It shouldn't be at a, like it's where never you're like doing things that would cause me not like 
There shouldn't be something on your phone that I shouldn't see. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's, like, gonna protect their stuff to the point where, like, I can't look at anything. And it's like, if it's confidentiality stuff, like, that's whatever. But, sorry, I'm watching Billions for the first time, so. <laughs> um, I don't but, know what that is. I don't know how it is. But it's like, I'm not above doing the detective work because yeah. it's like if you're not hiding anything bad then it doesn't matter anyway so it's like i don't know i also go into these relationships like no boundaries like this is all just we're together yeah that's what that means oh okay devil's advocate let's say you go into his phone nothing's going on mm -hmm. And then he knows that you did that, and he's like, why did you do that? that I was mean, I would phone. tell him that I went yeah? to the phone. He's like, these, yeah. are the, these are the terms of our relationship. Yeah, I'm allowed like, to do that. Because you were so cagey about letting me see it, I went ahead and I looked. Mm. And if that's a deal breaker, then fuck you, because like I need to know what's going on. Do you guys have the cat passcodes to, or have you had the passcodes to like a boyfriend, girlfriend's Never. phone? Really? Mm -mm. I do. No? Yeah, Laura has mine. I mean, I'm just observant, too. Yeah, it's like, I don't mean to look at people's passcodes, but it's like, I can't help it. Like, yeah, it just happened. I, ha I couldn't hide anything from Laura, though, because she's constantly like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she does this thing, she'll look over at my phone, she'll go, sorry. <laughs> she'll like say it, she'll like, call herself out yeah. on it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's hard not to look when someone's like opening up their phone, where you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're trained to, it's yeah. activity. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, true. man, when somebody's like, and they're like mm -hmm. typing real mad. You're like, oh, some shit's going down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to know what's going it on. It happens to me on planes all the time where someone's like texting, uh, and I do one of these. Oh yeah, I'm man. A, where I'm like, I don't know who this <laughs> person is or what they Strangers? are, and they're talking to like yeah. some guy named like Gilbert about yeah. some like crazy I have a cousin thing. Cousin named Gilbert. Do you <laughs> I saw the most confusing and possibly disgusting text exchange on a plane. I was flying into Atlanta, and the guy next to me, whom I hate by the way, because he got me sick. He's like sniffling and coughing on me the whole time, jerk. Fuck you, dude! <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna get worse. Uh, he he messaged and said, hey, I landed. He, and then I think there was, I'm trying to remember the order of the messages, but there was one like, we can go to a hotel if your mom is uncomfortable. And I was like... Oh. The, on, the only math that I could do, because this guy looked like he spent a lot of time on the internet. So I think he was flying out to see his internet girlfriend is living with her parents, which either means she's underage or maybe just kind of hasn't flown the or nest maybe yet. her parents right. are racist. Well, he was white, though. But, but yeah, you I mean, can be racist. That's true, that's true. I don't true. know. It's like, you can't that's be racist true. against white people. That's what you're going to say. Maybe. Let's continue <laughs> on. Before we get any more dicey on this subject. All right, Meryl, you ready? Yes. You ready with our timer? Perfect. Cool. And go. Which is more important in your life, passion or happiness? Passion. How would you react if your lover called you by the name of their ex? Ooh, not well. Uh, would you ever consider a relationship where you would take on an exclusive sexual role as master or slave? Um, probably not. <laughs> no, I'd like to think shame. Are the best of days of your life A, in the future, the past, or right now? I would hope right now, but also in the future. Okay. Fair enough. Good. But I don't think it's kink shaming to say that you don't want that to be the only role you but, have in the relationship. The, the thing is, I want to be kink shaming always. Um, <laughs> um, that's her kink. Oh, I'm Meryl's sorry. kink is kink shaming. I'm sorry. My my latest thing right now is just trying to. I haven't seen The Shape of Water yet, and I understand Guillermo del Toro is an amazing. One more um, time. Yeah. What? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> oh, there you go. For that. Um, <laughs> but I just want to know if she fucks that fish, and I want to know, and I want to shame it. I know she, I, I don't know if she guy. does or not. I do I do know the answer to that question, but I will not say I'll it. I'll just here. tell you after. I've seen the movie. Is the yeah, movie just about the like creation of mermaids? 
No. I actually don't know what this movie's about. Um, <laughs> about fucking a fish. Honestly, go in blind. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an inversion of Beauty and the Beast. If if you want to like okay. package it's, it up. It's incredible. It's very very good. It is one of the most unique magical movies I've ever seen in my life. Does she fuck the fish though? <laughs> I said inversion. Does she Belle does fuck something. Beast? I don't know. Does she? Does it I mean, I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the size of that dick? Well, hey, oh you just God. said that you didn't want your perineum ruptured or whatever that thing is. Oh, I'm, pretty sure Beast I'm would okay with it happening that. by things going in. I see. Oh. I see. I see. Well, it's got to come out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Okay. No, you would need an epidural to fuck Beast. <laughs> you would. Nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just numb me. Yeah. Yeah. My desires are different, and it's just a needle. Although I would laugh if the beast right, just had go. like a regular size man penis. <laughs> like nothing else. Like a little there. toddler thumb? Yeah. No, look. <laughs> That's why he's so mad all the time. My brother has been saying this terrible thing, he, but he refers to having sex as like getting up in them guts. Beast oh, would get up in your guts. You gotta oh, say it right now. Oh, I don't like right. that. You don't, I don't like guts. It. Get up in their guts. <laughs> I would never have that sort of relationship with my brother, so I'm just kind of like, this is a whole new world to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're close. Not that close. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the question. All right, we ready to start? Okay, uh, go. Is there any genre of music you refuse to listen to? No. Have you traded a lover's sexual favors for something you wanted? Have you ever? No. Is intoxication ever an acceptable excuse for acting stupid? Yes. Would you lie to keep your lover from going to jail? Yes. Would you be pleased if a partner expressed a desire to be sexually humiliated by you? Yes. How important is it for your partner to have many friends? Very. You should watch Billions. Uh, <laughs> yeah? I, the, I need to know what the show's the about. The Friends or the Humiliation? It's, it's the Humiliation. Stocks? Yeah. Okay. Stocks? Yeah. It's, uh, it's about, uh, I want to say he's like an attorney general or a district attorney or something, and then like his wife works at this big hedge fundy place. Oh. I don't know. Stuff I don't understand. But it's the, the relationship the district attorney guy has with his wife is like... Um, she pees on him? She does. Nice. Oh, hot. <laughs> So is it on Netflix? It's a Showtime show. Okay, um, I don't have Showtime, but I'll I'll we'll figure it out. It seems worth it. <laughs> you need another drink. It's Paul Giamatti. Indeed, I do. What do you want? Um, hmm, something they would serve in New Orleans to forget their problems. Is that something that you can make? <laughs> Texas? Texas just gave us. <laughs> he's like, don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's you. got you. I saw this uh, this one documentary. It was about um, uh, like a dom sub relationship, except mm -hmm. it was totally online, so like kind of long oh. distance. So there was this, it was actually a woman who was a professional dominatrix and she was like dominating this dude and he was going on about how he loved being um, humiliated and stuff. I just love it when people find mm -hmm. their happiness, but it was crazy because she would, she would like tell him, okay, put on your belt and then he'd, you know, strap up in the morning. He'd have to text her everything he ate and be like, you're over calories, go, go run, fat piggy. And he'd do it. And he'd <laughs> Man, that's cool. Yeah, I it's just... like I think I answered yes to that one, right? The humiliated yeah, one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's a bit of a story. It's, it's like I don't like dominating in that way, though. Like I feel like that's kind of like a dominating move, um, and I don't know. I feel kind of like I would do it if it made that person happy. Yeah. But I also don't like. Don't you know wouldn't get any enjoyment from it. No, either. I'd be like, you're a fat slob. Sorry. Step on me. Or like public humiliation too. I've always, I've seen people do that, and it's just like, oh. not for me. Those yeah. porns always make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, who are these people? Like, there are ones with like buses that people go into and stuff, and it's like, where where is this? Yeah. I saw one once where there was a girl just someone was getting all up in her guts, and at like a record store, people were just watching. I'd never I'd never. Are you sure it wasn't like paid actors? 
in there? I mean, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm sure it was. I mean, it was, it was okay. just like, you know, scrolling across, and I was like, oh my god. Well, I talked um, about this porn I saw on a recent episode of Always Open of like somewhere in Europe, somewhere, mm. um, where there was like these glory holes, but they were bigger, and so like women had like their whole vaginas out there, or like their asses or their mouths or something, and there'd be guys just like fucking each hole. Lined up, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, according to the comments, a lot of people have seen this one. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably more than one. And it's all like actors and stuff. Like yeah. it's not an actual like public oh, place that people go. Okay. It's like a setup for this film that they were doing. Gotcha. I but it looks an- real. Yeah, well, so I guess I've, I've seen photos of an art art installation, maybe okay. generous, but it essentially is ladies that are like doubled over and mm-hmm. their their ass is shoved through a hole, and then the um, the patrons of this installation can smell. Um, it's very it was Japanese, so oh. take that for what it is. Okay, it could have been a paid produced thing, but. You know, when you see a photo out of context, it just grabs the interest. Yeah. yeah. This is this is yeah. like a fucking thing, not although a smelly thing. I don't know if that's weirder yeah. or not. And that's well, like a hyper glory hole. It's it's weird when you people like uh, what was it? There was um, I think a few months ago, some like sex robot was on display at some like tech conference, and they were just like, oh, like look at this robot, and like she got fucking destroyed. Fucked to death. Yeah, like literally, like broken fingers, like all these things, and the creators were like, what would you do? This? Where was it? It was somewhere in, like, I don't know, somewhere in Europe. She doesn't have feelings. Why, no, but still, it's like, what, I don't know, like, I guess the question is, if if you're allowed to do just, like, whatever you want to something, like, how far would you go, you know? Apparently very. I mean, I've never broken a vibrator. Okay. (laughs) Me neither, Maggie. All right. I mean. But I think the question is, would would someone break one using it on you? Oh. And surely oh. there is a there is someone sociopathic enough yeah. to try. Yeah. Please don't. No. <laughs> but not. I was trying to think about this the other day. I talked I was talking to someone about sex toys. How many sex toys do you have? I only have like two right now, I think. One. One. The, the, the one. one? The one. That was a, there was the only one you had. Well, I told you the whole reason we had this conversation was because I didn't have oh, any anymore. Do you have any sex toys? No, I'm actually horrifyingly boring. I've never used a <laughs> masturbatory aid ever. So, no lotion, no ooh, nothing. You might be a good person for this. Someone, this is before we move on to our next segment, I just want to mention that uh, someone who watches the show, I'm blanking on her name right now, but I'll, I'll tweet her later. She sent me a box of sex toys. She sent me two vibrators what? and a fake vagina. Oh. Like a, something you fuck. Hmm. I cannot. You test the scissoring principle. I cannot <laughs> use this. Yeah, you could scissor fake with But you vagina. could learn how to eat a vagina out. Hmm. For all the times that I'll be doing yeah. that, you should give it to Tyler Co. <laughs> okay, well, she'll probably, he could probably. Have you guys seen it. the flashlight taped to the exhaust pipe on yep. a truck? Yep. Oh, what? Oh gosh. My God. Someone, someone taped a, a flashlight into a, oh, an exhaust God. pipe, and so they turn it on, and it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like blowing smoke out of it. And, no. Are you sure oh, it wasn't the guy too. who fell in love with his car? Yeah, on TLC. TLC. Different. Could have been the same guy. Similar to the guy who fell in love with like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And he, oh like, yeah. Fucks little replicas of the Eiffel TLC, Tower. It's a TLC series, right? I yeah. miss I, like I love my, my weird obsession. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I miss. Oh, that's show. also the one lady that like eats foam from couches. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I haven't or, seen like, the whole concrete. series. Or like concrete. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of sexual things, um, we have a, a follow-up segment here. This was submitted by a, an anonymous user, but um, every now and then we have people email the show talking about stuff that we've mentioned on the show or if we've answered their questions, they, they send an email to tell us what happened. Um, and this was unexpected. Uh, so this person writes, you guys said you'd like to hear from us if anything on the show ever worked out. My fiance and I watched the episode with Josh Flanagan the other day where he talked about tying up his girlfriend. 
Barbara mentioned how turned on she was from that. My fiance had a very noticeable reaction to the whole scenario. So some quick research and a shopping trip later, I had everything we needed. It was honestly the hottest sex we ever had. By the time I finished tying her harness up, she was so turned on that she was literally begging for me to fuck her, something she has never done before. We wanted to thank you guys for the great time and wondered if there was anything else you love doing in bed. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy. Can you imagine that trip to like Walmart though? It's like, all right, babe, go find the nylon ropes. Take a harness. I'm just, yeah, I'm like surprised that they went all out and got the harness and everything. That's that's awesome. It, it's like, probably just rope or something that they yeah. made a harness out of. Well, to reiterate, the story, Josh Flanagan told a story about how he. And he left a note. He left a note. Yeah. Right. Wow, you did watch this show. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good episode, yeah. Or, um, yeah, he like left his girlfriend a note and was just like, Here's these. He was like, I'm gonna go do laundry. Here's these things. I want you like tied up when you come, when I come back. When and I come he back came. Up. He came back, and she, she was like, All right. <laughs> Funny enough, she's a good friend of ours. Um, and so now every time I see her, I'm just like, Ooh, girl. Like, <laughs> she hate, she's gonna hate us. <laughs> yeah. But now, she, hey, it, it works out for other people hey, man, too. There's nothing wrong with like being tied up, like yeah. being tied up. I, I think like you it. should own it. Yeah. yeah, I like it. There was one time we tied you up on free play. Did you like that? Dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so only I was like lying on the concrete yeah, floor, yeah. <laughs> like in my jeans. <laughs> Hot. I, so, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tied anyone up? Like in Boy Scouts. <laughs> not as attractive as it sounds. It yeah. is that sweet. It says, oh man, young boys. Yeah. yeah. Very good with knots. I wonder if that's where like the uh, the fetish starts from. Like, I've just been, knots. Mm, I guess there's a lot of uh, naughty. A lot of thoughts <laughs> about, yeah, wearing knots. <laughs> Very nice. Now, um, unfortunately, uh, my, my sexual history is about as vanilla as it comes. I, I, uh, um, <laughs> I'm still in the phase of just being so grateful for getting laid at all. Because, uh, okay. you know, there's a very long dry spell in the early going. So uh, I have yet to get so bored with Lights Off Christian missionary sex. <laughs> That so it's just missionary. At 90. That's, that's oh, yeah. my question. Like, is, at 90. No other positions? No, no, no. There, there's other okay. positions, but have yet to introduce any like toys, whips, gags, um, is that, finger and throat. Is that lack of interest from both you and your partner, or is just... Hard to say. Because okay. um, I, I have a raft of, like, grew up very conservative Christian, so never really, like, I think there's still some, some baked-in walls around okay. that area of, of my soul. And then, you know, also having, a, uh, being massively overweight for 20 years. Did a number on both my, like, willingness to explore or desire to have something more than just normal intercourse. Mm -hmm. um, it may be buried in there somewhere. And maybe I just need to be honest with myself and Maybe you need to be out. like these people and try yeah. it. Sure. And have I, the I, best sex of your life. So that's the thing. I, <laughs> I'm fascinated by, by that process. Because clearly this gentleman's fiancé, or, or their fiancé, it should mm. be. Um, reacted to something in a, a fictional scenario. So right. there, there was a spark there. There was like, oh, damn, that's doing something. I don't know that I've really felt that in regards to much. Mm -hmm. okay. So do you need that spark first, or do you just jump into it and then see if it works? So like everything that's happened with me realizing that I like certain things is when the person just did something really? of that nature. And I'm just like, oh, I like that. It's never been, or like I was watching porn or like some video where I'm like, that looks hot. Like. I'm getting turned on by that scenario, so I would like to try that. Um, but it's never been like, oh, like I've heard people talk about this thing, maybe I should try that out just for fun. It's always been because I've been interested in it happening. I see. I've needed that little push like from my partners and stuff to try new things. And, yeah. Um, 
like I'm always thankful for it, but and I'm glad we talk about it before it happens. But um, communication. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had it not go well? Um. The tone of voice I, implies yes. No, I'm trying to think. I don't like. No, I don't think so. I remember one time there was, uh, I was with someone and we were like, oh, like let's try tying some hands up and uh-huh. we used belts that like just didn't work so it was like you know not sure. <laughs> yeah like 30 seconds in it was like oops hello. <laughs> <laughs> there have been times where it was when i did the uh, shibaru shibari rope mm. i already forget what it's called it's like the japanese like rope mm. tying yeah. technique um that's one where you're like wrapped up multiple times over yeah there. like and all over it's like, it's it's like, like yeah right? it like squished. oh my god and my we didn't get there in boy scouts it was this time where <laughs> my ankles were tied to my wrists and like oh my god the oh, so you were basically hogtied oh no wait you're like forced to kneel mm-hmm. or be um, on the knees basically. um it was like backwards oh so almost hogtied then yeah uh, and I got a really bad cramp in my leg oh. and it's like hard to be sexy and tied up where you're just like Man. <laughs> You're just like, let me just untie this so I can just stretch this yeah. back out. Oh. It's yeah. the flat tire so, of sex, basically. I'd say that's like the worst thing that's probably ever happened in that situation. Yeah. I had a guy that, like, and I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but he wanted me to bite his dick while I gave him a blowjob. Like, actually bite? I, yeah, I like teeth on the <laughs> dick and pressure. Oh. And that was the only time I've been taken out of something because I was so self-conscious about, like, am I going to hurt him? Like, this is such a sensitive area that I don't have. I don't understand what the limitations that, are. But and, like, no. Yeah, but... They didn't so specify the... I tried lips over teeth first, and he was like, no, that's not enough. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to destroy your dick right now. Yeah. Uh, and your dick skin is in my teeth. I mean, skin comes off, you know? It's like <laughs> okay. Or like skin flakes. Skin not, like, sure. not like, you know, a layer of skin. Ah. Just like, you know, if you scratch someone, you get little... You got no flakies. skin. You got no skin. little skin flakies from me. <laughs> I moisturize. I moisturize. You're a damn liar. You ever have your uh, dick flakies come off? <laughs> I'm sure they have. Uh, but not to, not to my knowledge, no. At least I've never gotten a report after the fact. Right. Which, uh, uh, 24 dick like flakies today, Lawrence. Thank you so much. It's down. I'm doing good. So this, this person does ask if there's anything else you like doing in bed or love doing in bed. That not anything like I'm going to share with you, Internet. No? No, I mean, I'm pretty vanilla. Yeah. Right. Amy. It is always like open, Meryl. Just putting that out. Yeah, no, but it really is, like, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been pushed. Having no control should with a vibrator? That might be weird. That's a thing, right? Having <laughs> what? Just having control like, with a vibrator? Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of. The control with the vibrator? Yeah, like someone else is in control and you're just like, I, I can't like stop this. This is okay. Yeah. It's happening. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> just like, is that how you do just it? Like, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Don't get too excited. Come right over here. I recently realized that I really liked being choked a little bit. Oh, okay. I I like being it choked, wasn't yeah. something I, I realized that I liked before, but it's not like to the point where I can't back. But it's like like a strong, like Pressure. firm hold. I don't know. A little bit of not being able to breathe, like as long as you trust the person and not like actually make you pass out. Yeah. But like I get why autoerotic asphyxiation is a thing because mm. it's like when you get that point where like you're having trouble in taking blood, it's just or er, in taking blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't get any more blood. <laughs> the euphoric though. Yeah, uh-huh. like yeah. the oxygen deprivation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's tough though. Uh, also, the hand over the mouth is pretty hot too. Like if you're mm. being loud and, and you get your mouth covered. I, I, just, I like that too. I don't like that. I like that. 
it's like my germophobia kicks in oh, with wow. that. And I'm just like, this hand has been touching disgusting things. Mm. And it's a just, lot of sewage factories, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, for me, sex is just like a sloppy, <laughs> just bodies and sweat and just people's hands and places. Yeah. yeah. And other things. How many uh, people? Have you ever gotten like a... like a 80 billion. Like a, you know, you have, you're doing your things, whatever. Hands go in places maybe they should. And then you get like a nice, what you mentioned earlier, like a luby. Like, mm. Yeah. Like a, oh, a little oh. graze. Or like kissing a guy after he goes down on you. <laughs> that's always a, yeah. yeah. That's always a... Uh. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> well, I mean, so I feel like that, yeah, A2, A2M scenarios that... Ideally, those are worked out ahead of time. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, oh, you got ass mouth. Like, that's, yeah. like, <laughs> that stuff kind of ruins the mood. But still, it's also, like, from my perspective, if I have an assy mouth, um, were I to have an assy mouth. It, it is weird because you're like, this is the time when we like tenderly kiss, but yeah. but I don't want to shove all that right in her mouth. And, and you know, conversely, although I do think, man, if, if you receive a blowjob, you're honor bound. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel. After. It's like, I'm not going to show the guy that I'm like not comfortable with this, but it's like. Apparently some ladies are into that. It's like a domination move. You blow a dude and then you're just like, let's go, boom, and you shove oh. it in Oh, ugh. Oh. Yeah. I would never do that. What, I would. What, why does it matter? I don't know. I mean. Take it like an oyster. Power, control. Like an oyster. Control. Yeah, just let the company. Do you down. feel in control? Oh, you're talking about <laughs> semen. I was. Were you talking Artfully. about semen? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I swallowed. Oh. Just a dicky mouth, whatever. Oh, a dicky oh, mouth. Semen. I mean, a dicky mouth will do, but yeah. like. Even if you swallow, there's still some in there. Yeah, but. An O day semen. True. In essence, if you will. I can't so believe like, it's not semen. Lady. <laughs> Memories when, of semen. Spread it on your bread. <laughs> when a lady comes in your mouth, is that that's like, like that's not like the okay? That's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't really understand lady jizz. I've only jizzed on things, not. Do you have do you to projectile? No, Someone I'm not a squirter. A squirt. but right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that go in your mouth ever? I've never had that experience. Oh, yeah. It's not. A, it's not. I don't think it's a very common thing. It's not like every. I mean, time I know a there's a woman cummy comes. discharge, but it's not like a shoot. Yeah, right? I know. We are yeah. so getting demonetized. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm we sorry, I'm on. sorry. No, it's great. <laughs> great phrase. Cummy discharge. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence and the cummy discharge. I'd watch that. Yeah, playing downtown every other band. weekend. Yeah. yeah, so uh, any uh, any tips you want to give? I'm just happy this on? person, like, try because I, I always forget that people actually watch this show. Not that I don't believe in it, but, like, um, I had this weird moment the other day where I was talking to some of the girls in marketing, and they were like, oh, yeah, that last episode of Always Open. And I was like, wait, you watch the show? Like, you watch the show? Yeah. I just imagine if anyone who watches it is outside of our realm, not people mm -hmm. that I would ever interact with. Yeah, but, um, I always forget. <laughs> but it's it's super cool that someone would be like, oh, like, would take that from our show and be like, oh, like, well, I just like the idea of people watching it, like, with their significant others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is and awesome. And being like, maybe that opening the door to talk about something, whereas before yeah. they were too shy or too embarrassed yeah. or something. And that's like, that's awesome. So, hey. So, good wanna, on y'all. Yeah. want to get your rocks off, come watch Always Open, get some ideas. Yeah. Bring in your, your plus one, Actually, make them watch it. I could ask for some advice. Oh. So, the, the one scenario that I have perceived where my significant other did react in a way, very mm -hmm. primal way, that one scene in Brokeback Mountain, Ah. When they're they like see each other for the first time and they just like pull each other into an alleyway and they start making out, that is her thing. Okay. And I don't know how I channel that anyway. She comes home, you pin her to the wall. So is it or, is it a surprise makeout thing that she's into? Maybe or is it like I think a, maybe the demonstration or the of passion. forceful. Or is it two or men? gay cowboys? It, yeah. Maybe two men, but it also maybe. <laughs> I mean, would you be willing to kiss a man? I just think what you could do. It's well, <laughs> a really good question. I think you should. 
that's I mean, it would only be once, for her. You know? Yeah. I, I think for, for that scenario, I think maybe it's the idea also of being in public and taking her like, mm. somewhere private right mm. away. Okay. And like surprising her. Like maybe if you're going to go meet some people at a bar or a restaurant. Find and, a like, unisex bathroom. Just before you're going to go in there, like pull her into like on the side of the building or something. Some are not sketchy. <laughs> right. And just like surprise Next her. Next to a dumpster. Like, yeah, yeah. Do this in Austin, not in LA. Okay, yeah, good idea. <laughs> or if she needs to like go to the bathroom or something, like at a restaurant, like if you're with a group of people, like get up and also go and like pull her. What if she's the... not ready? She's like, I'm just gotta That's pee. That's the thing. Right? So I just gotta pee. I wait until so she pees and then wait for her outside the bathroom. And waiting then... next to the stall. <laughs> yeah. Like lock the door. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's tough when I I don't know what DNA I was born without to be well. I guess I have done it on occasion, but to be the asshole dude who just sort of takes assumptions and, and right. is primal about it, it's tough even when a partner says, I want you to do this, you yeah. have an open invitation to do it, it's really tough to, I guess, not be cowardly? It's also like reading the room, mm. so it could be difficult. I don't do that very I well. mean, maybe <laughs> to start things off, it's like, hey, I'm planning on doing this at dinner tonight, are you cool? And then really work idea. your way up to, I'm just gonna randomly do this. I guess I feel as though to discuss it would would destroy, destroy what makes surprise. it work. Mm -hmm. But if that is a stepping stone to make it actually work, then it's valuable to do. I so how did she bring, was she just like, you know that scene? Yeah, how did she bring Or were y'all watching it together? Well, she brought it up and then she put the movie on because she was like working herself up thinking about it. And then she was like, you need to sit here and watch this. And I was like, I don't like seeing people. I mean, that movie is really hot. Like, it is, it is. Yeah, it's, a it's very passionate movie. I just can't quit you. That you say that to me every day. I do. There's also some things you could do, I think, like speaking as a woman myself, like if I was with my partner and we were somewhere in public and he would like, you know, when you're starting to get a little frisky, like the hand on the thigh and like there's certain things where you could kind of warm each other up so it's like, yeah, she might get a little turned on and then you surprise her with that thing. So it's not like, oh, you're just having like a casual hangout and then all of a sudden you're making out like I out see. of the blue. So definitely think you gotta kind of warm each other up maybe a little bit before that happens. Okay. Maybe. That's really good advice. That Ho is a hopefully. skill set I don't have. <laughs> we'll have you back on the show next season so you can tell Great, us. Great, yeah, I'll yeah, report follow that. Up. <laughs> yeah, send an email if we yeah. Well, good luck. Um, I'm glad you guys watch the show together. And I'm gonna put everyone watching in an awkward position right now. If you're watching with your significant other, Pause the show, look at each other, and say, hey, is there anything that you desire? <laughs> <laughs> and you're back now, <laughs> after hopefully having some hot sex, <laughs> or whatever you like to do. Don't feel pressured. Maybe some boob fondling. Maybe some light, maybe some surprise yeah. hallway makeouts, or whatever that is. What, it, what I would just imagine <laughs> the greatest thing would be like, look, I got you what you wanted, and it's just two cowboys just like. Yeah. There, there. <laughs> you got them for an hour, do what you want. <laughs> but they're like. Put out a folding chair. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you happy? Did I make you happy? Yeah. Well, thank you, Casper, for sponsoring this episode of Always Open. Speaking of beds. Speaking of beds. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, they combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with just the right sink and, the, and just the right bounce. Its breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They're not just a mattress company. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure an all, uh, overall better sleep experience. As I've said many times, I have a Casper mattress. It is incredible. And every time I meet someone new and we hang out, I say, you should come over and experience my Casper mattress. It's amazing. Because uh, you will like it. Yeah. 
for many reasons, especially that right bounce. It's yep. very important for a lot of things. Uh, you could buy it easily online and completely risk-free. It'll be delivered right to your door in a compact box. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality you spend a third of your life on. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period, so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. Casper is available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. All right, Casper <laughs> for you. Great accent. Oi, mate. <laughs> Oi, mate, Casper. <laughs> Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com open and use the promo code open at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 off. Uh, any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash open and using the promo code open at checkout. Thank you, Casper. I love my Casper mattress. It's amazing. I'll say it every day. Can you invite me over so I can Do you want to come over it? and sleep on my bed? It's a king mattress. There's plenty of room for both of us. Oh. And a okay. third if we yeah. want. Ooh. Oh, that'd be fun. Wink. Or four. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Let's yeah, sure. do an episode from my bed one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so for our next really topic, uh, this is our Ask Us Anything segment. And this one comes from Beth P. And Beth asks, what makes you feel the most confident about yourself? <laughs> I wanted to, the, the reason I picked this question for the show is because it's our, it's our season three finale, and we're about to end the year in 2017. And I want to end on a high note and talk about all the things we, we like about ourselves and what makes us feel confident. Because I think we could all use some more positivity and some acknowledgement of how awesome we all are. Is that booze? Give me. <laughs> He's like, he's alcohol like, makes me wait. feel very self confident. Self confident. Yeah. There you go, sir. Like, are well, we talking attract, like, attraction, it could physical, be mental, mental, physically, kind of One like thing that made me it. feel confident this year was um, how great and how well our Mia Khalifa episode did. Yeah. Um, just because that was, an, that was a thing that I had been talking about since we first started this show. I knew that she lived here in Austin and that she's a friend of ours and we should have had her on the show. And it, it was nice to see it, like, pay off. As yeah. well as I hoped it would. Um, so is it a lot of like, kind of success in your job that makes you feel? Um, yeah, and just feeling that like I, everything that I've I feel like I've gotten through work is because of hard work and not because it's been ever been handed to me, and I feel confident in my abilities and stuff. Mm -hmm. I totally feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like having very like, similar. Yeah, it's like work is what makes me feel the most confident. It's like in my personal life, I'm not very self-assured. I'm not like how I am in the office. And so it's like when people see me in the office versus see me in my personal life, it's like this huge like discrepancy. Yeah. Do you think it, uh, it also helps because you run a department? You run the TV yeah. department, Rooster Teeth, the TV and animation. It, it's like being able to be to have been given that authority, which like I got after years working my way up, mm -hmm. but like um, seeing that the hard work brought on new responsibilities and like that I do have a team of people relying on me. It's like, that's what brings me confidence is that I'm able to prove myself to be able to accomplish that, so. What about physically? I like my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you have beautiful eyes. You're both very beautiful. You're beautiful too, Lawrence. Oh, thank you. You look great. Lawrence has lost yeah. a ton you of look weight. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Trying or working out, starving. Been getting in them guts. Yeah, trying to. <laughs> I can almost see them now. It's weird. These <laughs> bumps are starting to pop out of my body. Like That's warm. called a penis. <laughs> that is. Yeah, yeah. I just slapped at it. Was there ever a point where you couldn't see your penis? Oh. You have to be really big for that, right? Like. Not necessarily. Okay. Um, I guess there's that chub roll. If you're not excited, comes, yeah. Right. It just, and it also yeah. droops. So. That's true. Yeah. And if you're in the shower and you're looking straight down, the I wasn't perspective thinking doesn't about, do you. Like yeah. a flaccid. I could always yeah. see my toes. Oh, 
but I think there was a phase in life where I couldn't exactly see my dick. So that's cool. But now you see it all the time. Yeah, it's all I ever look at. Do y'all ever hear the thing of like, as long as your boobs go out further than your stomach, you're okay? Which is bullshit. Oh, yeah, come people on. have small yeah. boobs. Yes. Also, like, yeah, that's don't not listen to any of that shit. That's not a thing. You're okay that's, don't, yeah. no matter what the fuck you look like, <laughs> as long as you're happy and healthy. Yeah. I would say uh, physically dimples, just because this is what you I do have adorable dimples. Give me the most compass, compass. You've also been working hard on your exercise and diet. Not you lately, know. but I've lost weight, yeah. You look great. Thank you. I actually was watching an episode uh, from like season one, and I didn't like, I've never thought you were like, anything but perfect and beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like, Meryl's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I've slimmed down a bit. I didn't even I notice. Just eat less bread, which is hard, <laughs> I love bread. Bread makes you fat. <laughs> I love bread too. Bread's my place. Um, but yeah, it's always a thing that I've, my dad has really great dimples, and luckily those, that's like probably the only reason why I would want to have kids, just to see if I could genetically. Give, give, <laughs> give us a little dimple flesh. Oh, there they are. Oh, there they are. You're oh, doing there it. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted dimples as a kid, so I fucking hate. Oh, I'm sorry. You could, I mean, you could like, you the, pierce your the cheek. dimples that come out. Yeah, you got start your, your smile. Like, ones yeah, too. see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting better and better. Hey, if any, and people used to make. I mean, not. I wouldn't. I was never bullied, but people used to say that they are. I mean, they're a deformity. They're a facial deformity, but people would be like, really? "Well, you're just deformed." Are you serious? Yeah. No, they're what jealous. Age? Fuck I mean, them. I don't know. Like a kid. I'll find them. Tell but me it was never. It was never anything. I was just like, "Well, you're just jealous because I'm very cuter, much cuter than you." I'm very cuter. I'm very cuter than you. Uh, I think for me, what makes me feel confident, like physically especially, like I'm, I'm happy with the way I look, but when I put the time and effort to like get glammed up and like dressed up for parties or like going out and I like put a lot of work into it, I always feel really confident of like, fuck yeah, yeah. like <laughs> put work into this shit. There was a... Feel good. I want to take all these selfies. <laughs> yeah, there was like a boomerang or something you posted where you're like in front of a mirror and like you wink at, in, in front of it. And you look like a like just like a 1940s starlet. Oh, and thank like, you. My ovaries were like, oh, <gasps> oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, baby. but you are you're gorgeous, and thank you. It was a, I it was like a, I was like, damn, Barbara, okay, bitch. That was a that was at New York Comic Con when we were um, me and the other uh, voice actresses for Ruby were walking a red carpet. So like I rented a dress and like I got my hair did and everything. Yeah, you looked amazing. And I, I did my makeup all like kind of like a little more vintagey style. Yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you, you always do, but it was definitely like a. <laughs> Some days are worse than others, like especially before my period, like the week before, I feel like gross and bloated and like everything is just like twice as big on me and I'm just like, I fucking hate the mirror. I feel like that right now because I'm on my period and that's yeah. when I feel it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. I'm just like, oh, Good bleeding tell. mess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> The uh, the improv class we took actually gave me a lot of confidence. Oh, me too. So yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but us three uh, mm -hmm. and like a I think eight other people, eight or nine other people at Rooster Teeth took improv. Oh, congratulations! Took yeah. some improv. Yeah. Class. Eight that can be really scary. Yeah. yeah. Before we started, I did not want to do it. Yeah. I don't. It, I don't blame you. It was now funny. I want more. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we all feel that way. Um, the first class, our instructor, um, who's like a great like improv guy here in Austin, he's been doing it for years, he's pretty well known. Mm -hmm. um, he went around the room and he asked all of us, he was like, all right, what's your name and like, why are you here? And literally like all of us were like, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm here because like Cameron made me do it, you know? And none of us were like, oh yeah, we really wanna be here. And then like towards the end we were like, where can we get more? <laughs> where, where can we keep doing it? And I think it, it's helped a lot, not just, um, you know, on like shows on On The Spot where like more improv things are needed, but like for this I think it's helped a lot. Yeah. 
Um, it, well, it's also tricks of not just acting and improv, but also teaches you how to listen better, hmm. um, how to be more engaging in conversation. It's like a lot of actually good tips and tricks mm -hmm. that you could use for just everything, not just yeah. acting stuff. Yeah. Um, that definitely helped me make make me feel more confident. And I think I'm the same way as you guys, where it's like my job makes me feel really confident, especially doing this show yeah. has increased my confidence level like crazy, where I actually feel like more important and like what I'm doing actually matters. Because before it's like, when you don't really have a purpose as much, it's it's hard to feel confident about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, well, yeah you're the host. Yeah. You have to steer the show. You have to do the ad reads. That brings in a substantial amount of money for the company, and you're trusted with that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my check? <laughs> I feel pride about that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. And it's like even hearing stuff like like how you like the show and watch the show. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's it's just so different from all the other Rooster Teeth content. It's very different, yeah. And I, I, I'm really happy about that, and I think we're all really proud of what it's become uh, and that we have such a, an amazing audience, too. Like, yeah. I look at comments on the Always Open episodes, and it's completely different than comments on any other show on Rooster Teeth. It's, like, full of positivity. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like, everyone else sucks, but, like, it's, it's just a different vibe to yeah. it, I think, because the show is a lot more about positivity. Right. Well, it's, it's about social dynamics. It's about communication. It's, uh, I mean, other content more comedic folks content, it derives comedy off the breakdown of those things. Sure. Um, it's like being mean to people is funny in, in comedy videos. But this is about actual human communication. And it is a little scary when people take that sort of content as a pattern for how to interact with humans, because yeah. that's not what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a lot more constructive in that regard. True. And uh, that makes it important. Yeah. Makes it a good teaching tool. Yeah. So I've definitely, I've definitely got a lot of confidence after starting the show. I'm just doing it. Yeah. How awesome. You? How about you? Oh, that is a that's a whole issue. It's a heavy question. <laughs> a bit. Um, it's it's weird because I I, I treat the lack of self confidence as fuel. Um, if you never believe that what you've done is good enough, you'll always try to do something else. But it has to be kept in narrow boundaries. Well, I also feel like some people are too hard on themselves. They'll never give themselves enough credit for what they've done. But yeah, that just means you're going to do better next time. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's I don't weird. Know. Like I I don't know if I completely agree with that. I, like, I'm all for pushing yourself and for wanting to do better every time you do something, but I don't necessarily think that you need to put yourself down for something that you've done or, or think that you're not good enough. Oh man, I thrive on it. Do you? I, I, bit, I, get yeah. the, I get the like, okay, this is, I can do better, you know? I Always. get that being the, the fuel to sure. kind of launch you into do things. And after like, after 20 years, you're pretty used to it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, it's, it's, it's odd. I, I do struggle with it because I do get feedback from other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should give yourself a break. You should take pride in what you do. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. I, uh, in a way, what I'm almost you, too attached. What to are you not worried know. that's gonna happen if you do take pride? Complacency. Mm -hmm. um, okay. That you're like, yeah, I did a good job. And then you go home and you don't obsess about ways to make it better. You don't obsess about how you could improve. Um, I don't, I have no, uh, I have not observed that being a problem with other people. Um, I'm just worried that if I do give myself a break, then I'll take it all. And I'll just, I don't know, stop, Not give try up. to improve yeah kind of I mean, it's, it's weird because like even with always open like a lot of people message us and say how much they love the show and stuff but even when we go on mid-season breaks or, or season breaks we have tons of meetings of like how can we make the show better and yeah. how, what can we do to change it up and that's even with the the feedback of people liking the show yeah so it's like I don't know I feel like you should be able to take the positivity and and be proud of that and happy with it but also be able to want to improve yourself I don't know. I feel like it, there's a balance you could achieve. I don't know if it's just different 
like ways our brains work, but it's like I was a lot like that for most of like my high school and college and then early career. And then like in the last year or two, it's like I started being like, no, what you're doing is really good and you're doing a good job. Yes. And like, yes, there are places for growth, but you still can't diminish the accomplishments you've done because I was beating myself up too much. And it's like my dad, for instance, he worked tirelessly for decades and like didn't get a lot of recognition for what he did. And that eventually like ate him up inside. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like he didn't seek out that recognition that he needed. And so it's like, he's been unemployed for years. He was suicidal at one point. Like, it's just, it can get to a really negative place. I and I think it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just like, I, I found what I learned from my dad going through this journey was that I really needed to appreciate what I bring to the table. And when I don't do that, that's when I can start getting on a bad path because I just have that brain chemistry that can take me on that yeah. path. And I think that's a really important point too, of what you could bring to the table. I think a lot of people don't recognize that, of like, you are special and important for these reasons. And I think a lot of people tend to diminish their importance and stuff, and that's when it could get really dicey. Yeah. And it's like, you need to recognize this. You're an important person because you could do this, you're special because of this, and it's like, even if you don't think you are special, you have a lot to offer the world. I mean, okay. people could, I guess, like, be too hard on themselves, I think. Mm -hmm. Kind of goes back times. to, like, the whole imposter syndrome thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't deserve, you feel like you don't deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. But I also understand, you know, like you were saying, like, well, this is good, but it could be better. I could be better. Sure. You can always be better. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should ever think that you can't do better and, like, yeah. ever be like, I have grown as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Or, like, this is the being. best it could be. Yeah. I've achieved my final four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, a, it's I, I could see your point, but... Also, you're a good guy, and you do yeah. really good stuff, and you're a talented dude. And you're I, my I would... favorite part of the Google Trend show that I started watching yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, so yeah, that hat does not fit well. Head's too big. That's the next thing I got to work on: grind down my skull. I don't know though. It's 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 like oscillating between two. It feels like a ball that's bouncing back and forth between two two barriers with the bumpers out. Fair enough. Um, sometimes I'll get too complacent and want too much or ask for too much. And then I feel like the world will kind of slap me back a little bit. And then I'll go too far the other way and like get too in my own head or mm -hmm. beat myself up too much, have to come out of that. So it does seem like it's sometimes emotionally I feel like I'm bouncing back and forth between not even extremes. It's actually in a pretty narrow range. Okay. But it, for me, it's impossible to stay right in the middle all the time. So I was veering to the left or the right. And then I'll have some kind of weird emotional flare up. And I'll have to chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, two weeks ago, I missed a fly. I was going to fly home to see my parents and do it early. Because I don't really like going to a hometown, I'm sorry. But it's, <laughs> it sucks. Azle, Texas. Oh, you're from Texas. I, I have am. no idea. Aww. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> not a great town. You pass three trailer parks to get there from Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, and then they have a jack in the box. So oh, that's cool. Hey. That's good. Yeah. Oh. Was there a Dairy Queen? There was. Okay. It shut down, but yeah. That as was... long as there's a jack in the box, <laughs> that's all you need. They got them munchies. <laughs> oh, that didn't happen in my home. Yeah. But no, it, the Dairy Queen was weird. It was always packed with like, chain smoking seven year olds. Dairy Queens are always the most popular part of any 70. small Texas oh, okay. town. <laughs> they are. It's crazy. Steak fingers. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So I was supposed to. I was supposed to fly home to see my parents. Um, and I was. I was. I knew intellectually that they deserved that. Mm -hmm. And you know they raised me for eighteen years. Very loving. Um, there's some issues there, but who doesn't have issues? Sure. So I was like, okay, but it was thoroughly obligatory. I was not looking forward to it at all. I was not emotionally bought into it. 
uh, missed my flight. Um, they were like, well, we can bump you to the next flight, but you'll be landing at like 2 a.m. And my return flight was that day too. So mm -hmm. it's like I could go see my parents for t two hours yeah. and fly back. I, got, I just got really mad about that. And I felt like I felt like I had given my time too much and I was feeling very selfish. It's like, this is bullshit. There's so much, there's so much that I've had to compromise about my life uh, with my parents or with my job or with my girlfriend and just got really kind of in my own head in a really negative space. Mm. And uh, I just like, I gotta, this isn't good. Like I knew enough to know that I wasn't thinking right. It's like, I'm just gonna go walk. And I ended up walking for like six hours. I made it from my apartment down to the beach um, and just sort of sat there and watched the sun go down. And it, somewhere in that process, I kind of came to terms with, I actually let my mom down, which I felt really, really bad about and apologized to her. But then it did sort of readjust. Like I was able to sort of start to appreciate the things that I had and had accomplished and thing, the good things that were in my life. Sure. But yeah, I don't know what led to that. I, I mean, I'd started dieting pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So I think just bottoming out on blood sugar was a big factor, but. So I think dieting and exercise also like, yeah, it makes you feel better. It could also cause a lot of stress. So just like, it's something you're always thinking about and it could kind, kind of, of yeah. take over a little bit. But uh, that, that is disappointingly routine where I'll be on a good tear and then little things will just build up like little garbage piles in my head and then it'll all overflow. And then six hours later, I'll be fine. And I don't know how to prevent that um, because it just keeps happening. Um, but I think of, it is self-confidence related. Maybe the beating myself up. Have you ever thought of that a, to stack up. like seeing a therapist or anything like that? Uh, I had seen a therapist for a while. Did it help you? I don't know. Or do you feel like you weren't at a point yet where you maybe could utilize that properly? I think that's more the, so this was on the back of, of my last breakup. Okay. Um, basically I had to restart my entire life and moved out to California again. But yeah, I'd seen a, a therapist for a bit there. Um, and then just switched over to like drinking and crying alone for a while, which is its own medicine. Uh, no, no, would not Don't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you could cry. Yeah, you could cry. crying's get totally good. You gotta do stuff yeah. like that to then be like, right. yes. Coming from a family of alcoholics, just oh <laughs> sure. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> not good advice. No. Not, not a, yeah. But I mean, that is how some people cope, and like that's an important point to make. And it's like I. I do understand like having those little things build up to a point where you just get to this explosion point and that's where like when I was really young I started going to therapy like when I was seven and like had issues where like I could get the therapist to believe whatever they needed to believe and then not really do the work but sure. then I realized like as I was going through years and years of therapy that like why am I going to this if I'm not going to utilize it in a certain way yeah and so it's like when I was able to finally begin talking about even the smallest fucking issues that were bothering me, like that was when I was like, okay, we're gonna come up with a game plan with how I'm gonna deal with this in the future. And it's like, I always think of it as you're physically making the new canals in your brain. It's like to get the information to travel easier, it's like you have to keep reinforcing those canals. And so it's like when you make those connections, just keep making that connection whenever you realize that you haven't and things like that. Definitely. Like that's what helps me, especially with my anxiety and stuff, is just being like, okay, we're just gonna make your brain a little bit faster at getting you to this point in the future by concentrating on it right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to, like, and this I've definitely been guilty of this before, especially during college and even starting working here, of not taking things item by item or day by day, where it's like you start thinking about everything you have going on or everything you need to do and it just compounds. And it's like, just take it step by step. Like, day by day, day by day. day. Bird by bird. <laughs> um, 
And so it's like you think about one thing and then you just handle that and you get through it and you're like, cool, I can move on to the next thing. And it's like once you start thinking about literally everything you have going on, that's when it could get really dangerous yeah, and toxic. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming, from, yeah. yeah. We went from luby hands to... <laughs> We're getting real. That's the, the show. The, the true <laughs> always open fashion. It's true. But yeah, I think everyone is deserving of feeling confident about themselves, whether it's physically, mentally, educationally, in your workplace. Yeah, and you should, I don't think you should um, not allow yourself to be proud of yourself or something. Yeah. Sure. I guess the answer is I have to find oh, a healthier way to fuel myself then. Yeah. God, what is that going to be? Do you have any animals? I have a fish. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Gillis. Bruce Gillis. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> That's replaced, really great. You replaced Finn Diesel. Uh, just uh, I had a fish and I named it Johnny Bravo. There's no pun in there. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our box of issues question. Like Kronk. Like big dumb. Oh. Yeah. Big dumb fish. Um, so we just got this new box of issues. Beautiful. It's like a little mailbox. It's adorable. Uh, and I'm going to just show this little picture. This was sent to us by a, a mother and son. Oh, yes, that's crazy. They watched the show together. Hi, guys. I'm so sorry for all the vulgar stuff that gets said. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, from uh, Lisa and Cody. I hope I'm pronouncing that I right. Think so. um, they also wrote a question for our box of issues. We're not going to answer it today, but we'll save it for a future show. Um, but they just want to say... Uh, Hi ladies, my son Cody and I wanted to send another fun box of issue to share. We hope you all like it. Quick intro of us, been a single mom most of my life. I'm 44 and he's 22. We are pretty much best friends. He's a huge RVB fan and I just signed up as a double gold first member. Aww. He has been watching all of Rooster Teeth content for several years. I've become a fan as well just by catching RT podcasts and Let's Plays when he was watching. Then he introduced me to Always Open and Ruby and I was hooked. <laughs> you got good taste. Um, I actually plan on doing a Ruby cosplay next year for uh, our OhioCon here. We also really would love to be able to attend RTX one year, hopefully. Awesome. Well, we hope to see you guys there. Thank you so much for the box. It's adorable. It's, it's really such cool. a good picture. Oh, it's Wait, adorable. can you see this? Uh, can you go to Maggie's shot real quick? Okay. That's where we're going to put it. Right in front of that dog. Oh, cute. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's where it lives now. Yay. Adorable. So cute. Thank you, guys. All right, so let's let's start with our first box of issues question. We have one for the show and one for the post show, so tune in for the post show for one. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Boop. Really I'll put it down. Ah, <laughs> there's no That's more a really mail. pleasant sound, too. Hold I know. On. I, oh. uh, I like the ruby on the back, too. So yeah. yeah. ruby fans. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Woot All right. All right, this question comes from Christian, who's 20 years old. Uh, hey everyone, so I recently got out of a very toxic relationship with a rather shitty person. While I was with them, it was a poly slash open relationship. We never really did stuff outside of each other, but having the openness eased a lot of my issues with commitment. However, I'm with a girl now that isn't poly, I can assume, and I respect that, so I'm only seeing her. My question is, do I need to tell her that I was poly and give her some context for the previous relationship? since it inevitably will rear its head in the form of my commitment issues, or do you think telling her would make her suspicious of cheating, since that's a common myth and around poly polygamy? Thank you, Christian, who's 20. Hmm. Interesting question. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, polyamorous relationships are people who are, are comfortable with comfortable multiple, with multiple partners, partners of any sex. Yeah. 
And I would think at right. varying, de yeah, varying degrees of, yeah. of it's, you can, you can it's like an open relationship. Right? Well, you can have an open relationship where you're just sleeping with other people, but I think polyamory is also like being in relationships. You love other people? Yeah, or? it's like having just one partner, as I understand it, because I'm not polyamorous, I don't want to yeah. like overstep, but it's like, it's just that you're willing, or not willing, but like you find that your love is beyond one person. Yeah. And that you just need to express that. So you get multiple, multiple partners, people. essentially. It's not just like you're dating someone and you can sleep with other people, like an, an open, open relationship. Yeah. Might Poly polygamy, right? Polygamy, yeah. 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 Latin. Poly, polyamorous, polygamy, Well, polyg Isn't polygamy marriage, is it? No, that's just, is it only marriage? I don't Thank you, know. Yes, Anyways, uh, yeah. we're poly, we'll call it poly, because <laughs> we clearly don't know about. enough about it. It is mixed up. Um, oh, like thank you. Hey. A lemon. It's got a little lemon juice. A little sour. <laughs> I love how we always give Lawrence a new drink. God bless. So, this my is answer's it. boring. It's like, it's the same as like what I answer for everything. Like, do you want to be in a relationship with someone that you can't be open with about your past? And I don't. True. So that's kind of where I am, but I'm also 28 now. Oh God. Um, Me too, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but it's like, I'm just at a point in my life where it's like, if they can't accept me flaws and all, they're not worth my time. Yeah, I get that. And uh, I think it's an unhealthy way to start a relationship where you feel like you need to lie about a pretty big detail of your life. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. But do you feel like you have to be that open from the, I mean, how long have they yeah. been together? The partner doesn't necessarily need, you, you shouldn't lead with, here's all the people I've fucked. Yeah. No. It's yeah. more like, the good thing is, uh, gentleman in question, sounds like he's aware of his baggage, and that's, mm -hmm. he's miles ahead of other people. Yeah. It's so, the, yeah, they wrote, we never really did stuff outside of each other, but they still had the openness. I mean, I don't, I don't, from the sounds of it, the polyamory doesn't really factor in all that much. It's, yeah. He's got yeah. commitment issues. He's going into a relationship with some baggage after being messed with by his previous partner. Yeah. You can just draw the line there. Yeah. Um, and you, yes, there may be some, uh, some stigmas associated with polyamory, but it doesn't sound like that's actually a factor until it is. Like, if you feel those feelings for someone else, yeah. maybe, maybe that's you, you should be clear about being polyamorous. But yeah, I think as far as this exact situation is concerned, say, look, I've got commitment issues. I don't like commitment, but I like you a lot. Yeah. If you, and at 20, like, yeah. if you're looking to get married, maybe that's a conversation we need to have. But I just think you can go into it saying, look, I'm coming out of a pretty rocky relationship. I've been hurt in these ways. And here are the, like, emotional hangups I have. And just be honest with that stuff. I, I also don't think there's anything wrong with being honest about the fact that you're in a poly relationship. If that's, if like, if you're with someone and you, you know that, like, oh, you want to try this out and be just with them, and be open and honest about that of like, hey, yeah. this was the relationship I was in before, but like, I know that what the assumption is uh, with that kind of relationship, but I, I'm just interested in you and I wanna try this out with you, but this is like my previous relationship and those stipulations that we yeah. had with that. Just to interject, is that really like, that's not a stigma I'm aware of? Like with I polyamory? Think, I think it's I, just like, I think yeah, it depends it, on the person because I, I wouldn't be worried about that either, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it has to do with if, your partner is ignorant to what polyamory is, or if they're like, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, I get that. It's just like, even when looking at like big love and stuff like that, it's like, not that that's, you know, a good description yeah. Yeah. of what it is, but it's like, I never even really thought about polygamy as cheating. Like that connection has never, happened in my brain? I guess it, it's more for the people who might not understand that kind of relationship. 
or, or be able to wrap their head around the fact right. that like some people are very strictly monogamous. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, I'm strictly monogamous. Yeah. But like, I would date a poly person if they were going to be monogamous with me. Mm. Like, yeah. it's like, that's sorry, like, that's a deal breaker with me. If that's a deal breaker with you, that's okay. We can be friends. Like. Yeah. And who knows, like, if you have that talk with her, she could be like, oh, this is actually something that I'm interested too. Right? Yeah, and I never had the confidence to try it or something. Yeah, or I've never been with someone else who was comfortable enough. But to it also that. seems like he just, I mean, it does specify. Did we say specified if it was, if he was a male? It just says Christian 20. Christian 20. Same thing. Um, Christian. Christian. Says that they never actually acted upon it. Right? Yeah. They said, it was just like an option. Yeah, and they said they were the relationship was toxic. Yeah, I think that's the problem there. And mm -hmm. it was a poly slash open relationship. Yeah. So it sounded like this was like their person, but they had Yeah, it seems like your issue fly with whoever you were with, not so much like the situation that it was yeah. in. Well it's like I know one of my friends like has friends who were in a situation where like it was this couple and uh, it was a straight couple. So like the the lady was in a relationship with another woman and the guy in the relationship eventually wanted to see if he could explore mm -hmm. like and then it became this great big headbutting thing and it's like it seems like he was trying to get back at her for having a relationship and like all these sort of things and it's like I feel like that's just a result of people not understanding what they wanted out of the relationship and right. what they needed from their partners and so it's a good point yeah do you think and this is this is speculating on someone's condition when it's not allocated, but do you think the polyamory only is there as an out for the commitment issues? Because it seems like he led with that. It sounds like that. It sounds like he, he liked being poly because he has commitment issues. Yeah, so it's, and I, and I get that. Yeah. But um, I don't know that the two are necessarily conflated. You can say, look, I don't want to get nailed down. Yeah. Um, I, I like hanging out with you. We have a good time together, but for what, one reason or another, bad experiences, you know, parents broke up, whatever. I'm not buying into the commitment thing. Because, um, yeah, his previous relationship sounded like it was still uh, Still monogamous. fairly monogamous, yeah. I, it seems like he's struggling with wanting to be honest about it, but I don't, I don't feel like there's a need to necessarily have to say anything about it. It's like you, if you were in a previous relationship and it was toxic and it didn't work out, then that's it. Yeah. Um, it, I think the only situation you'd have to be in where you should be open about it is if you desire that again mm. or have feelings of like not wanting to be with just one person it's like then maybe you should talk about it of like I hey this history i had this history i was in a poly relationship before and it's something that i feel like it's something i need yeah i guess and for I me it's that. for me it's um the communication you owe a partner is the information that will affect your relationship with them mm -hmm. yeah um and to the to the degree that that applies here it's your your baggage out of the previous relationship, whatever toxicity happened, and then your you know, your, your, your fear of commitment. So you can say those things. Your 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 polyamory may factor into it, and it's I think it's good to bring that up. Like this is how I feel. I don't believe that love should be constrained to one person. That's a good conversation to have, especially if you want the relationship mm -hmm. to last. But if you have commitment issues, you probably don't. Yeah. So um, I, I think that laying out the information that could pop up later. If you know you have a flat tire and stresses yeah. are flaring up and, and you freak out and just run because you don't want to be committed or involved, it's good for the other person to know those things. Um, but as far as the, the dating history goes, Christian, you own that. Yeah. Um, you're, you don't owe anyone an explanation for what you did or why you did it. So I, I don't know, that's, that's, that's tricky. I do feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody, they deserve to know certain things about you because it will affect them. 
but not necessarily the entire history, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. See where it goes, play it by ear. But uh, yeah, again, communication, we always talk about on the show, it's mm -hmm. important. So if you feel like it's going to affect your relationship, then yeah, I would say talk about it. And if, again, that person doesn't accept you for who you are or what your past was like, then maybe they're not the right person for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know a lot of, like, what I've seen in comments sometimes is, like, they always talk about, like, just needing to communicate, but it's not that easy. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not easy, but as you do it more, it gets easier. Yeah. So, like, that first step is never easy, but, like, to... You break that seal. Yeah. And, like, if you plan on being with someone for a long period of time, it's like, they need to know you, is how I feel. It's mm -hmm. like, you no longer own yourself. Like, you are part of this relationship, is how I feel. Relationship is two people. Yeah. yeah. Even after it ends. Or fourth. Yeah. Or However many you want to be. Or a whole hand. Or in our case, four. It's kind of like you were saying. If you, yeah. if you think about the issue in its entirety, you'll get overwhelmed. But communication starts with saying one thing. And then they say one thing. And then you say one thing. And then ideas are exchanged. So take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And then you have a whole Jenga set. Yeah. And then you could play Jenga. Oh, bye. Beautiful. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for your question. Um, since this is a season finale, we're going to be taking a little break before we start back up with the next season. <gasps> I know. We're going to hopefully come back with some, some fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you right as I was right as you were They thought you were doing what I was doing. Meryl's tired. She needs, a, she needs to nap for a month or you know, so. Until my Red Bull I, I, need, I need to hibernate. Hibernate until we come back. So hopefully we'll come back with some new games and some new segments for you guys. Um, as always, we love you. We appreciate your support and everything you guys have given us. Uh, we love doing this show. It is the light of our lives. Uh, Lawrence, so happy you could join us. Maggie, oh, as always. So Thank happy you so you much come. for asking me. Of course. Oh, it's so much fun. And uh, we're also going to have a little survey for you guys. It's <gasps> going to be in the description of this video. Um, we'd love if you could take it, um, give us some feedback on what we've done on Always Open, what you want to see on future shows. We'll have all those questions laid out in the survey for you. What's your favorite hole? Yep. That's going to be one of the questions. I mean, we'll see. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't answer that. Nostril. <laughs> Fine. Um, and thank you guys so much for watching our third season. And we can't wait to be back for season four. Yay. We love you. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Cheers.